I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration and collaboration creates community and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. So my next conversation is with Le- Leilani Farha and Frederick Gerton, and we talk about their new film, Push. It's a story about the stress of living in cities, frankly. It's, it's about so much more than that. It's a beautiful and engaging film, and it's a real, it's a journey to, to try to better understand what actually is going on in this uh, desire to, to find affordable housing and to, to reduce uh, that gap, Make, making cities uh, affordable, uh, making, making it easy to access a place to live and a place to live well. So we talk about real estate. We talk about this being a global, global issue and unaffordability. We, we talk about how hedge funds are taking over people's homes and how there's this new kind of landlord and this, this, this thing, this economic uh, infrastructure that's been built over quite a few years and, and something that so many of us don't really know much about and how this distance between the owner and the resident is, is, is growing all the time. It's a metaphor, but it's also the, the reality. We talk about deregulation and about how to change our approach to advocacy and how we, got, and we need to get more strategic uh, uh, about that. This is about the displacement of, of people and, and, and it's about, it's, it's about, um, hmm, global versus local money, I suppose you could say. We talk about the end of the Milton Friedman era and how uh, how this is about capitalism that's kind of run amok. And, and we get into gentrification and why that really isn't the issue when it comes to affordable living and, and how human rights law and, and, and engaging governments are, are really uh, what it's going to be all about and, and in this attempt to, to change the discourse. So stay tuned for a fascinating conversation and a film that you want to uh, want to look more into to, you can find out about it, pushthefilm.com, uh, for sure. Uh, that's the name of the film, Push, and coming right up, this conversation. So stay tuned. Don't forget, David Peck Live, 
com for more information about my writing and speaking. Uh, order a copy of Real Change is Incremental. I'd appreciate it. Uh, and if you can support the work we're doing here at Face to Face, that would be brilliant. You can do that financially through Patreon.com and, 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 and pledge as little as a dollar a month. We would appreciate it for sure. And if you can't do that, please do leave a comment on iTunes or Spotify or something along those lines. Share us with your friends. Sign up for the newsletter. Um, consider advertising on Face to Face. That would also be something you could do to to support the work we're doing here. And don't forget uh, so many more other interviews on face2facelive.ca. And I also appear on rabble.ca, another platform that has uh, journalists and bloggers and podcasters that you're going to want to dig into. Don't forget rabble.ca. That's news for the rest of us. And of course, coming right up, Frederick Gerton and Leilani Farha talking about their new film, Push. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by two very special guests here with us uh, today uh, in town for uh, Hot Docs uh, Film Festival, Documentary Film Festival here in Toronto. With us today, Frederick Gerton and Leilani Farha here to talk about their new film, Push. Thank you both for joining me today on Face to Face. Thanks. Thanks. So, so tell me why we can't afford anymore to live in our cities. I mean, maybe maybe we should just start with a question right in, and 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 then through that, as you guys maybe unpack that uh, um, question, we can talk a little bit about the film and and how it's being received and 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 so on. Well, that was my question when I started to make the film because I was. You know, I, I, I'm a documentary filmmaker. I, I travel the world with my films and I meet a lot of audience. And suddenly I, I heard stories from all over the world about people, about the stress of living in cities, the stress of, of prices going up everywhere. Um, so for, for, so the film for me is almost like a, a quest to understand that question. So the whole film is actually... It's that's what we try to and, and when I when I contacted Leilani Farah, who has this amazing job as a US special rapporteur on adequate housing, I found a person who also had this kind of global perspective and a global quest to understand this issue. So actually we've been we've been spending two years <laughs> with this question. And it and it's not something you 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 see it, but why is it? I mean, very early on, uh, we understood it's not gentrification. Gentrification right. is like a very sloppy thing that everybody's throwing around. And and I, I meet people with guilty faces. I'm a gentrifier. You know, it's not about that. It's it's something much stronger. It's a totally different. Um, energy coming into our cities that's what we i mean so that's that's a part of the film yeah and and what frederick said is so right it's there's nothing organic about what's happening right Mm. now that's creating this unaffordability it is um some really big financial actors with a business model that they are implementing in cities and it is having this tremendous and disastrous effect for people who are just struggling to stay in their homes. So Leilani, you, you, I'd, I'd love to know how you guys kind of met and maybe it sounds something as, as, as focused uh, Frederick on, I'm going to make this film. Here's the question I want to uh, uh, investigate and, and here's who I need to make a part of the film, but I'd love to hear about how that, that relationship developed. But Leilani, before you talk about that, is it, is it this unaffordability, this, 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 this global crisis that, that we're facing, 
is it intentional? Is it, is it, I mean, is it coming out of capitalism in a sense? You know, Joseph Stiglitz, I think, calls it illegal capitalism or uh, later on in the film. But, but yeah, is it something by design? Does that make sense, that question? Yeah, it does make sense. And, I mean, I think um, it is by design that uh, residential real estate has become the go-to investment asset. Um, right. That is uh, uh, by design. I, I, I think it is about capitalism, but I think it's about capitalism run amok. You know, right. It's, right. It's, it's, it's an unregulated capitalism. It's an unregulated industry. It is an unregulated business. And it just happens that where this business has gone is it's attached itself to a very lucrative thing, which is this alternative asset class called residential real estate. Um, So in that way, uh, it is quite purposeful. Now, if tomorrow for some strange and bizarre reason there was no more profits to be wrung out of residential real estate these guys and they're mostly guys would move on and park their money elsewhere right they would find they would find something else i think they will move on i mean when i've been watching these hedge funds taking over and housing you know poor people's homes basically you can see the value of these companies they only by a hedge fund watching uh, and you know a, an area in the town where they want to buy, the prices go up. The value of the company goes up because the market knows that they will make money out of this. So even so, if the city owns the houses, the, the value is something totally different. But if if the the new owner is a hedge fund, boom. The, the price of the buildings goes up. So it's something about who owns it also. The value is has a relation to these kind of new owners. And I would say, and that's something I've been taking out of, of these years of working with the film, is that it is a new kind of landlord. Mm. It's a landlord mm. on speed. It's like, or, or you know, it's like, it's, 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 it's something we haven't seen before. And Blackstone, which now happen to be a hedge fund and they are the biggest landlord in the US and Spain and Ireland and other countries they are growing everywhere. They didn't own an apartment building until 2011. So it's, it's like they, they were doing other stuff before, you know, so it's, and, and there are many others like them that entered, you know, after the financial crisis. So it's, 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 Frederick, I, it's, I think, Frederick, it's interesting when you say, you know, as you were almost uttering the phrase new kind of landlord, I was sort of, I was kind of going there myself. That's not the, I love that phrase, by the way. So it's, it's, it's almost like a landlord without a moral conscience. Is that, is that fair? That's of course fair, but it's not about moral. It's not about moral because in history, there is that we've had a lot of slum lords. There's a lot of right, a lot right. of landlords without moral. That's not a new thing. There have always been good or bad landlords, and and so it's it's not about that. It's it's about the scale of it and the mm. energy into it. Because as they, an, an, a traditional landlord would grow organically with his business, but these guys they can grow. Because they, 
they, it's not their money. They open up the financial product, the security, and then it's like it, they just, money just floats in from, from all over the world. So it's pension funds, it can be criminal money, it can be anything. And that money goes straight into to our cities. And it's, so it's, it's, it's it, and, and Professor Stiglitz says it quite well in the film, that's the, the distance between the tenant and the owner of his right. home has never been larger. And the owner of your home has no idea about you or not, they don't even know where they, their assets are, you know? So you, I, I, my, the editor of this film, Eric, we were sitting in at the edit room and we started to talk about the pension funds and because that's, of course, the pension funds has a lot of money. Half of the money on the world's global stock markets are pension money. So there's, of course, everybody who has this kind of hedge funds, they, of course, they want to attract pension funds. Uh, but Eric then looked into his own, which is, and he found out that he was also owning Blackstone shares. Hmm. So maybe I also am a Blackstone <laughs> owner. Maybe I also own a home somewhere in, on the planet, you know, or many homes or a part of many homes. So it's, it, this is the new thing. And, 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 and we, I think that's the, and, I mean, that, the ambition of the film is not to tell people how things are. It's like it invites you all into this kind of journey into understanding and to, into to getting ourselves a new language about mm. on, on what's going on. Because the language about housing has been controlled by the construction companies, by the big landlords, by the think, their think tanks, their academics. So it's, 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 I think it's, if you want to change something, it's also about shifting the language. And, and changing and, and, I, hope, and I, I hope the film can be a part of that. Oh, absolutely. And I think it is. And I mean, it's about the conversation and it's about the questions and it's about the question that you started with, you know, as you said earlier on about what you started with when you, when you wanted to dive into this film. Leilani, I think you say at one point that a third of, of, of deaths around the world are related to poverty and, 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 and uh, inadequate housing, I believe was the phrase. Mm -hmm. It might've been at a, at a round table or at a conference that, that you, you're, you're at in the film. And, and by the way, uh, congratulations to both of you. The film is terrific. Uh, it's, it's the kind of film that everyone needs to see. And uh, it, yeah, I, how, before you dive in there, Leilani, how, how did it go? So it was uh, you, you pre premiere last night at hot docs. How, how was the Q and A? Uh, I think Frederick should answer that question. I'll just say that for me, the energy in the room was amazing. Of course, for me, it's also a bit of a home audience in that sure. I'm Canadian. So right. um, I think there was a little added element that way. But th there was a good vibe in a sold out, huge theater. Um, but I want to hear Frederick's reaction to it as, as the filmmaker. For me, the, the coolest thing was that people almost straight on start to talk about their own town. Right. And we had uh, the world premiere a uh, few weeks back in Copenhagen and everybody in the audience talked about their own city. Mm. And, and, and I think this will happen. We are soon going to, uh, to Germany for the premiere. And we already know that people are talking, will be, they will be talking about Germany and the German cities. 
and then we go to Spain, and then we go, I mean, so this film is now, we already know that it's going to many countries, both for broadcast and for theaters, and, you know, so, and I, I now know, I could fe- get that feeling yesterday. Yes, people will start, they don't need to talk to me or to Leilani. They can talk to each other and to their mm-hmm. own their own politicians. Nice. I, think, I think that's cool. And of course, then we, I mean, you will also be part of this, you know, to define what is going on and what is the language. Because if we can win the language, we can also, we, it's, it will be easier to create change. Because, um, you know, the 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 big you, the more money you have the more money you invest into lobbying into think tanks and that's why they are controlling the kind of the, the public agenda in many ways mm. so it's so, so if you want to push back which we we think push back is a good hashtag mm-hmm. for this campaign mm-hmm. if you want to push back you also have to take over the language and so and, and then because there are and you know Progressive politicians or politicians in many cities feel the stress mm-hmm. and and they have to do something. They are a bit lost because politics have lost they have lost a lot of influence over the last forty years. I mean, we know that the answer has been that the, the tagline from the lobby has been deregulation, deregulation, deregulation. You can still hear them talk about its government deregulations deregul- problem that creates the housing crisis so it's it's so we also need to fight that their talking points mm-hmm. i think too this idea that the film um is provoking conversations about um the cities where the film is screening what's so cool to me is i think what will happen is people will see the film and then many of them will be renters themselves they will look into who is actually owning their building. They will see that it's no longer a mom and pop kind of landlord, nor is it even a small business. They're going to see that it is these multi-billion dollar asset management firms. They will realize then that that's part of the problems they're experiencing, that it's related to this huge landlord. And they will then know that, this can't be fought just by doing small little actions, you know, that they're going to have to up their game. And uh, for me, that's really exciting because even the advocates around in different cities that I go in many, not all, but in, in some cities, and I would say this is very true in Canada, they're advocating a little bit. They're behind the times. <laughs> they mm. haven't quite caught up with with these guys and what's happening with these financial actors. They haven't um, they haven't changed their advocacy strategy to match what we're up against mm. here. And when I speak to audiences, that's what I'm often uh, not audiences of the film because this is new. But when I just do my work as r- rapporteur, I'm always saying like we need to understand who. Who are the players? And we have to change. This is, a, as Frederick said, these are new landlords. This is a new landscape. And we need to change our strategies so that we're making sure we're going to address the new reality, you know? Yeah, we can't, we can't have the same language to talk exactly. that well, we had well, you know what's, years ago to talk about this the yeah. new landscape. You know, what's so interesting, you know, and you bring it out well in the film throughout, it's a thread for sure, this idea that this is not about gentrification. You've already mentioned that, but Saskia Sasson gets into it and, and, and talks about early on in the film about how, how much deeper it really 
goes. And I love how she brings out this notion that this isn't even about money, because when you're talking about, does she actually uh, quote $270 trillion in assets? Is that the number? This it's is 217, it, I think it yeah, is. And well, it's, it's, it's a crazy number, whatever a, it is. It's a crazy number. That's actually the, that's actually the value of all, all real estate, commercial right, and right. residential. And if you break it down by just residential, actually, that's the greatest proportion, and it's actually valued at 163 trillion dollars. So, so it's. I mean, it's. It's. None of us know what that means. It's well, so exactly huge. right. You know, and that's what her point is so brilliant. This is. This isn't even about money. I mean, it's. 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 And and that's I think around the at the time in the film too when Stiglitz talks about you know the gap and the displacement and where where's the human component here? You're just these are oh yeah and 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 in Notting Hill these are dead zones. These are just empty buildings. Yeah. They're just shells. Yeah. They're just they're just investments. They're not properties. We're not talking about men and women and boys and girls. We're just talking yeah. about it's an investment. Yeah, and that's nothing to do with with gentrification. Mm. And so. as we we've identified, Frederick and I laugh sometimes. It's it's the way these purchases are happening. It's like a multi pack. You know, like at H and M, you buy six six socks in one package. Well, that's what people are doing with real estate now. Right. You know crazy and that also happens here in toronto so i mean yeah so people uh, frederick I, coming up yeah i so love the shot near the end of the film it, to me it could it could have been easily the poster but there's a shot of somebody working in the garden and i'm pretty sure it's the toronto uh or part of yeah. <laughs> part yeah. of toronto's condominium like skyline these days yeah yeah and and i'm i'm not against building new houses sure i, I think it's great with new houses what I see here in Toronto, which I feel is a bit sad, is that the architecture is quite poor. Mm. It's not really good homes. No. It's, and it's very much a copy and paste architecture. So it's very spec- speculative um, yeah. um, uh, capitalism in, in many ways. So it's not really someone who wants to build a new Toronto, a vision right. for a new life. You know, it's like it's, it's quick money. Definitely. And that's that's sad. And 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 I think politics must be stronger, mm-hmm. so you can actually move investors in a way so you will building a new, better society, a new, better city. We love cities, but we but we have to nurture them. Yeah. We have right. to nurture what we what we what we love, so people can meet yeah. and people can, you know, that's so people can talk to each other. That's I mean that's. Cities, we have cities for thousands of years, you know. The street has always been a public space, mm-hmm. you know. But, and this is something we're losing now. And I mean, and, and, and Toronto is a lovely, I've been, I've been coming to Toronto for like 15 years. And, and the changes are extreme. Yeah. It's interesting. I actually, this is a point that Frederick raises that I, I love this point. Uh, because there is a visual aspect to what's happening when I like that idea that when we look around the city of Toronto or the same thing is happening in Melbourne, one of my favorite cities, I lived there for a couple of years. It was a beautiful city. And now the same thing is happening. You look up and you see these buildings and you know, when your eye rests on them, they were not built to grow the city with some vision and some idea of turning the city into a better place. They are clearly put up as a way to uh, satisfy investors, and that's mm-hmm. it. And and mm-hmm. because it's not local money, yeah. it's not local investors. Yeah. I mean, the, you saw there was a little bit of a segment from 
uh, the former Haygate Estate in London. In London, yes, of course. A, yeah. yeah, it's now called Elephant Park. Uh, that's an Australian company building. So it's it's it, you know it's 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 money coming from somewhere else. They they don't it's, they're not building it for themselves. They, right. They're not going to live there. So it, and it was all sold on fairs in Hong Kong and Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not. So those people who are saying yes, I want to buy a unit off plan, as it's called, they're not. They have no vested interest in in a beautiful building going up, unless that means more more value for their money, right? Right. right. Um, but other than that, they have no vested interest in ensuring that whatever's going up is somehow contributing to city life or the community or whatever. You know. And then that there were like three thousand people living there. Yeah. And those houses were not very, really old. They were built in, in the 70s. Yes. And they went down. And they go down because somebody can see um, money to be made. Mm. And But the whole community was displaced. Mm. And when we were there, they were all empty apartments. Mm. We could see some key boxes for Airbnbs, you know? Yeah. So, so I mean, it, and... So, yeah. so at one point near near the end of the film, too, through your interviewing, it was wonderful to see uh, Joseph Stiglitz on camera and 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 kind of taking some some shots at at, at free, frankly at unbridled free market capitalism. Can I say that the high priest he says is you know Milton Friedman, uh, and then he goes on to talk about how Friedman kind of or at least that approach that 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 understanding of uh, you know this these these economic saviors let's call them provided I think the quote is an economic argument for why they should be unconcerned about morality is, and this is a question for both of you. Is this, is this a way to try to attend to this? Obviously uh, regulation, there's, there's other political uh, issues. It's about, about getting people, you know, thinking locally and talking about the issues and, and raising the level of the conversation, but how do you get to that hedge fund manager or, or is it even possible? That, that, that the question came a bit late. I have to have to answer the other things first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go take, hey Frederick, take whichever one you want. Yeah, yeah, I usually I mean, ask I, about about six questions embedded in one, so I'll I'll let you take whichever one you want. Clearly, <laughs> but no, I mean uh, neoliberalism or deregulation has been something asked for for a long time, and. And I'm sure there was a lot of regulations were important to take down because um, information technology, you know, society has changed. You have to, you, you can't run a society with the old rules. But it, it became a little bit of religion that also mm. very many progressive politicians thought was the right way to go. Right. And, and now we can see there was also a downside of, of deregulation. And I think a lot of politicians are seeing that. So it, we are, I think we're totally in the end of the, of the, of the Milton Friedman, mm. the Milton Friedman era in many ways. I mean, even, even Trump is in one way is reflecting a right-wing take on of the of critique of that because he also wants to build walls, you know? Right, right. So, it, it, so we are in, the, we are in, the, in so, so it's 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 time to 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 take to, to, to take the full step out and say okay, now it's over. We now know that's what Stiglitz says. Yeah. We now know didn't work. that it didn't work. Right. The theory was wrong. Yeah. You know. So it's 
so then okay, it's time now to go. Okay, so what is now the post, mm-hmm. the post neoliberalism? What is the next step? I don't say build walls, big new. No, maybe globalism is global is is a good thing. The global economy. I mean, we have to find new ways. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and and I think also Saskia points out the local economy. Mm-hmm. We have to defend the local economy. Right. And she she says. Why should I buy a cup of coffee from a multinational? Because then some part of the consumption capacity of the neighborhood walks out. Yeah. So we we have to start to think and how to build our cities for the citizens. Mm. You know, if you if you look at the hedge funds, they are not investing their own money. They are middlemen. They are you know intermediary sector. Yeah. They are like Airbnb. They are like Uber. There's somebody who makes money out of our needs, our daily needs. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, and maybe that's something we also have to look mm-hmm. into. We, we need the money to stay local because that's, that's better. Yeah. I have all. to say, that line of task is, do we really need multinationals to provide us with a cup of coffee in our mm-hmm. neighborhood? It's actually one of my favorite lines in the film. And I have noticed now I've seen the film several times. I'm, I laugh every time she says it. And I think I'm one of the few people in the audience who laughs and I can't figure out why. But anyway, um, I think your question around, you know, should we be engaging the hedge funds is an interesting, um, I think that was your part of your question, I think is an interesting um, thing to think through. My preference now, you know, I'm a human rights lawyer and I use international human rights law as my um, instrument and tool. Um, my preference is actually to engage governments mm. who already have the ear of hedge funds. Right. You know, like you look, the 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 the, the private equity firms are pay, playing and have a huge role in politics. Um, you know, like when Donald Trump struck his economic advisory committee, now disbanded, but who was the chair of that committee? It was the CEO of Blackstone. And now, right now, there's a, an election going on in Spain. And what has Blackstone done? They've apparently said they're taking all of their units off the housing market until they determine which party is going to be most favorable mm. to them. And then, uh, you know, they'll put them back. So, and they're the biggest landlord in Spain, yeah, by the, the way. Yeah, exactly. The Since a few years yeah. back. Yeah. So, I, I, so they have, obviously, there's a very tight relationship between governments and these big financial actors. My preference, and it's in some ways it's easier for in my in my position is is to sit down with government and get governments to understand what they are allowing to happen in their countries and the detrimental impact and then get governments to bring the hedge funds to the table on this issue i actually think that a lot of these hedge funds hedge funds, hedge funds uh private equity firms have no clue that housing is a human right, right. what that means, yeah. that there are government obligations in that regard. It is up to governments to assert that with the privates, right? Well, the, um, and, and isn't this so, what public engagement and advocacy and raising the level of the conversation is really all about and why it's so important to, 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 yeah. be, to be making films like this, having conversations like this and so on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, people on the ground... Um, are very far, the tenants, as Frederick said and, and Stieglitz says, 
the tenants are very far removed from the hedge fund, and it's so, but they're not so far removed from their local government. They're not so far removed even from their national government. And so, I mean, this has to be a, about a movement of, of, of people, really, right? This is where it has to come from. It has to come from the residents, the ones, the 40,000 who took to the streets in Berlin, the thousands that are taking to the streets in, in all over Spain, you know. That's where it has to come from. Well, they will have a hard time having a direct conversation with a hedge fund, but they can have direct conversation with their democratically elected governments, you know? I've got to got to focus on a, a clip that you left into in the film, Frederick, um, where I believe Leilani, you're 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 presenting at the UN, and I think you make a, a kind of a, a an off side. Well, just a quick remark, you know, didn't put a lot of in. Well, you know, everybody's on their phones anyway, or something like that. And then and then we actually got to a series of shots of of people on their phone. Very funny on one hand, kind of tragic on another. How do you deal with the apathy? How do you deal with the people who really don't want to be around the table or who don't have ears to listen, if, if you know what I mean? I'm answering that. I'm, I... <laughs> <laughs> don't get in there, Frank. We had some fun in the editing room. Let's yes. put it yeah, like there's, yeah. So he, there was some editorial license there. No, but I think that point, I think it's an important point that the film makes, even if it's an uncomfortable point for me. Uh, I actually don't um, think it's um, uh, well, look, I don't actually have too many conversations with those who are apathetic right now. I'm really interested in talking to the people who care and who right. want to make change. And there are a lot of people out there who, who are so motivated, including governments. I have over the last five years noticed a big change in the discourse hmm. and that's important. I have now heard governments take to the floor of the UN and say things like, you know, housing is a human right, not a commodity. And I'm telling mm. you, five years ago when I assumed the post, they were not using that language. It wasn't a mantra. It has become a bit of a That's mantra, amazing. actually, which is cool. That's and I'm, I'm not taking full credit for that. And uh, But what I think push the film will do is it will, it will give people a better understanding of why that sentence is so important. Where does that, where, why do we want to assert housing as a human right and not a commodity? Now we know because push tells us, you know, so, so I'm, I'm not right now focused on the, the apathetic or the people who are on their cell phones while I'm trying to give a speech. I'm really much more interested in talking to the people who, who want to engage this. And, you know, uh, the shift movement has 35 mayors on board and they are, you know, cities of some repute, sure. right? Like we've got Berlin, okay. Amsterdam, Mexico city, Seoul, uh, Barcelona, Malma, um, you know, Copenhagen is thinking of, of coming on board. Geneva just came on board. Like, it, you know, New York, London, Paris, Montreal, blah, blah, blah. So it's amazing. That's and cool. you know, you know what, Leilani, can you, I mean, sadly, we're going to have to wrap up here in a couple of minutes. And if I was there, I'd be looking at Jen right now. But, but anyway, um, to, can, can you tell me a little bit about that, about as we wrap up here in the next couple of minutes, the, the, the movement itself? Because I mean, this is a reason for, yeah. for staying hopeful, for stepping in and for not being, you know, hypnotized by the cynics and the, and the people who aren't listening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the shift came about because I realized quite quickly uh, coming into the post of Rapporteur that there was no way I could fulfill my mandate and address the issues raised in the film uh, push 
on my own that that this that the forces are huge the actors are huge with huge amount of power and there was no way a little rapporteur could really address this and so that's what where how the shift was born uh, was the idea of creating a global movement to say hey there's a whole lot of us out here who uh, including city governments uh, including national human rights institutions including NGOs artists architects urbanists you know etc um, who who view housing quite differently from these financial actors. So that was the impetus. Uh, and, you know, with no resources, et cetera, the shift kind of just took off. Mm. Um, I have good partners, um, um, you know, and it just, it's resonating with people. And so there is reason to have hope. And we can find out more about this, uh, even if we haven't seen the film, on, on the website pushthefilm.com. Is there anywhere else, Leilani, is there anywhere else we can go to uh, to, to dig a little bit deeper if, if we want to find out more about it? I bet. You should also uh, you should try to follow uh, Push the Film also on Twitter and Instagram and also Leilani's account, Leilani Farah, because there is the cool thing now is that a lot of people around the planet is talking about these issues. And mm-hmm. so I think there is a lot of development of ideas and experiences right now. And we, we try to monitor that and, and, and share them. So please follow those channels because there will be a lot coming in right now over the, the coming years, I think, uh, because this is happening now. I mean, the bad things are happening, but there's also a lot of good things happening. Yeah. So, so we will, we will try to share some hope also. <laughs> well, I think you've certainly yeah, done think- that. Yeah. Sorry, Leilani, go ahead. I only wanted to say one last thing, yeah, which cool. is, you know, it, it, the human rights message is resonating, and I think it's resonating for a particular reason. The reason being is it, it actually provides us with a vision for housing and for cities. It mm. says that everyone mm. has the right to live somewhere in, you know, with some security and with dignity. And it's such a, it's a simple concept, but it's so powerful. I think it, 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 it has currency, you know? Absolutely. And also, and the the whole, the idea also with the film is to say, this is not so complicated. Right. It it is not so, I mean, it's, it's not so hard to understand that something is wrong out there, you know? And, and, uh, and as Stiglitz said, it's something wrong with destroying the planet. It's, right. I mean, it's something wrong making money out of climate change, but it's also something wrong making money out of people being pushed out of their, their homes. Well, thank you to you both. And again, congratulations on an important, engaging, and a, and a beautiful film. Oh, I have to ask this last question, Frederick. I'm so sorry. I know we got to go. I got, we got one more, one more. I've got, a, I've got a whole other list. But to the simple act of kissing... To the simple act of kissing was the opening of the film almost. What what was going on there? That that's a that's a that was a really important, beautiful moment. I'm a romantic. <laughs> uh, there you go. I like I like kissing. You um, like kissing. Got but it. Also, I mean, I also love I, I love people coming together. And, right. And uh, and in the film, I I try to make. It's also for me a song to. Mm. The film's also a song to the things we love about cities. People meeting, uh, community. It's community. So, it's about. It's. Uh, I'm and, so glad you said that. And then you get I mean, to kiss. Yeah. 
if you're hanging out at the right bars. That's, <laughs> that's right. It's about people. It's about relationships. And yes. Yeah, well, listen, thank you so much for your time today. We've been talking with Frederick Gurdon and Leilani Farha about their important uh, new film uh, called Push. Have, have a great time at the festival. Enjoy the ride, and, and I wish you well. Thank Thanks you so much, David. Thanks. Thanks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.